Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sean. This is From the Heart Talk with Christina and Sean, and we just want to thank you this morning for joining in and listening. Um, Today we are going to continue our conversation from last week. Uh, We just kind of wanted to expound on the concept of just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And it was such a good conversation last week that you and I had, Sean, that it really got me thinking about just everyday situations that came up. Yeah. And then even as I was going through um, my reading this week, it brought even more things up. And so I thought, man, I've got to talk with Sean about that this more this week. So so how is how are things going for you in Chicago? Um, pretty good, thanks. I know last week I was telling you about the weather and how random it was, and we've just had a really beautiful week and weekend, Memorial Day weekend. And it was your birthday, so happy birthday to <laughs> you. Thank you, um, I appreciate that. Yeah, so yeah, things have been quite well this last week. Thank you. Good. That's good to know. I know sometimes life can get, especially when we set out to do things that are going to bring glory to God, Mm -hmm. it seems that obstacles can be, uh, can arise. Yes. And um, so when, as we were talking about this last week about just because you can doesn't mean that you should. All sorts of little things started coming up in my mind. And some of the things that I wrote down from, uh, I have a, it's like a daily Bible, so you read a little bit every day. And it gives you an Old Testament reading, New Testament, a psalm, and a proverb for the day. Nice. And so, um it was interesting because I'm a little behind <laughs> on my days in that uh, in that Bible, and so I'm actually on May 19th, and it was it took me into First Samuel 24, and it starts in verse um, verse three. So First Samuel 24:3, and it says, "At the place where the road passes." Some sheepfolds, Saul went into a cave to relieve himself, but as it happened, David and his men were hiding further back in that very cave. Now's your opportunity, David's men whispered to him. Today the Lord is telling you, I will certainly put your enemy into your power to do with as you wish. So David crept forward and cut off a piece of the hem of Saul's rope. Ha ha. I love I love David. 
do too. He's he's just one of my favorites. I mean, what a life. His whole lifespan. I mean, what great lessons for us to look on and learn from. Absolutely, but, yeah. But what a heart for God, right? Yes, yes. So what are so your what thoughts is, there? Um, well, as I read that, it's when it said, now's your opportunity, I wasn't even thinking about our previous conversation, and then it came back to me. Just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Absolutely. What a life-altering moment had he gone against God's previous plan that he'd already been told. David, this is it. This is what um, I've told you. Are you going to stick with it? And and David even says that. He said then then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my, to my Lord, the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, ma'am. What um, do you think about that, Sean? Well, in reading on a little here, it says that, well, first of all, okay, I love David. I love (laughs) all of the challenges he faced in his life. And, you know, there were times in his life earlier, too, like when he went up against Goliath, where Mm -hmm. it was a situation where, you know, it wasn't in in the case of um, if just because you can doesn't mean you should. It was basically the the opposite. You know, Mm -hmm. who would have Mm -hmm. known he could have, he could have. All the odds were stacked against him, but God said, yes, do this. And so he Mm -hmm. did, and he listened. And I think um, here... In, in throughout throughout David's life, there were all these mm-hmm. different situations where he did make mistakes, mm-hmm. but he also did great things and listened to the Lord. And he was a mm-hmm. prayerful man, mm-hmm. and he had a wonderful relationship with God. And here yeah. it says, um, <clears throat> he says to Saul, this you have seen with your own eyes how the Lord delivered you into my hands in the cave. Some urged me to kill you, but I spared you. I said, I will not lay my hand on my Lord because mm-hmm. he is the Lord's anointed. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, David, he really had a good relationship with God. He didn't always make the right choice. <laughs> he did right. some he definitely did some things in his life that he should not have done where it would mm-hmm. definitely apply just because you can you you shouldn't mm-hmm. you know um for example Bathsheba you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that was a big mess yes. um, but most importantly he always came back to God you know yes. He, yes he always 
had that relationship and he he never turned his face away from God. He always went to God like like a father, you know, like daddy, what should I do now? I messed up. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so um a word here that I would I would have to bring up and, and have it apply to our lives mm-hmm. is having a moral compass, right? Mm, yeah. And yes. and what what do we really base our decisions on? Mm, that's good. That that we act upon. Like what are what are we brought up with in mm-hmm. our lives? You know, who taught David this? Mhm. How mm-hmm. did he know not to to harm Saul? You know, who instilled his morals into him? Mm. And that relationship wow. with God. And today in the world, you know, where are people getting their moral compass? Mhm. That's right. That's a good question. You know, as I um, as I read that statement um, that you that you just read out about the 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 Lord said the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord the King, and I started thinking, what did that during that time? Just like you said, what were they taught that we don't even understand? Just from reading you know, the verses in the Bible, they had a, a bigger worldview. I don't want to say worldview. They had a bigger um, understanding, more of an understanding of the hierarchy in a kingdom culture. Mm, yeah. And because we live in the Western world, we live in a democracy, I don't think we understand the the fullness of a kingdom mentality. So when you talked about just now about that moral compass, um, there's that um, the tenet of when you go back into like Moses' time and you read in there the people wanted a king. I believe it was during Moses' time. People wanted a king, and so then they got one. And then I thought to myself, there's so much that they even just kept being shared and understood and taught. And what are we not understanding and sharing and teaching the moral compass, for example? Where do we get our truth from? Where do we always fall back to to understand, is this morally right or is this morally wrong? Right. I just I just and, feel like there's so much we're missing that sometimes that we don't understand. Yes, and um to answer that question, my answer would be that we as a society and a culture in in our nation have not mm-hmm. fully made God the head. Right. You know, undisputably made yeah. God the head mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of our nation. Instead, mm-hmm. he's been the tail, I would say, in, in the past mm-hmm. decade, 
Mm-hmm. He's in the tail. He's been, you know, set aside and put to the side. Where, you know, God needs to be the head. And David had God there. He mm-hmm. knew that God created him. He knew that everything good and under the sun mm-hmm. was created yeah. by God the Father. And so um, it's, it's a true north. If, if, you, if you think compass, right. you know, we... God is our true north. He is not below anyone. He is above mm-hmm. all. <laughs> That's and right. So, for I would say leadership. You know, um, David was a king. He became yeah. a king and leadership. Yeah. And you know, even Saul was was chosen and anointed by God to be king. And yeah. David. Even though Saul had become so corrupt and crazy, he went he went crazy. Um, David honored that God had chosen Saul to be king, and until yes. God removed him, David respected that and said, "I'm not putting my hands on this man. He's anointed, you mm. know." Mm-hmm. And so. Um, it, I would de- I would definitely say, as a nation, our moral compass has shifted um, in the last decade, where God is not made the head in uh, yes. in mm-hmm. in our children's lives through teachings mm-hmm. with you know mm-hmm. public schools. I mean, if you, if you look at the the entire picture, there's so many areas where they've taken God out, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. you can't say that. You can't say Jesus. You can't, you know? And so I think our moral compass has gone awry right. for sure. Um, and then also in 1 Samuel, <clears throat> going a little further, I wanted to just read this out. It says, you know, Here it says, see that there is nothing in my hand to indicate that I am guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I have not wronged you, but you are hunting me down to take my life. May the Lord judge between you and me, and may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me, but my hand will not touch you. As the old saying goes, from evildoers come evil deeds. So my hand will not touch you. So here's another thing. David really recognized good from evil. Yes, I wrote that actually because I have a journaling Bible. And that was one of the things that I wrote. Yeah. That what a man of honor knowing to repay, not to repay evil with evil. Because if you did, it means your heart has become evil as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I sat on that and I thought again, wow, every opportunity that we are presented, we have a choice. Do I act rashly, step into this and, and react in my flesh immediately? Or do I stop, allow myself to compose, to get composed and then respond to people? Yes. And for and, myself, I don't always like 
I don't like the feeling after I have responded out of my flesh. Right. You know. Yes, I do. You I had an instance it. yesterday where I responded out of my flesh, and I thought to myself, why did you act that way? It was very slight. My tone of voice could have been different. It was a very slight answer that I gave, but still, it was an answer that I know did not please the Lord. Yes, and you recognized it. I just as, just as every time David made a mistake, he recognized it. Well, that was so, one of the questions I wrote. I wrote down, um, Sean, was that the question that we should ask ourselves every time an opportunity presents itself is, does the opportunity line up with the plan God previously told us? Mm-hmm. So what you're saying about that moral compass is, does it line up with what you know he wants you to do? Does it line up with what, how you know he wants you to respond? How should we respond? How should we act? I mean, that's a perfect yes. example that you said about the moral compass. Where is our moral compass? Yeah, and definitely making decisions, um, maybe for opportunities that arise. Mm-hmm. It's so important to know God's heart and God's ways and God's characters because mm-hmm. that helps us to discern what's being presented. So let's just say something was presented to you that would really, really benefit you. However, it had the potential to take from others. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what I've discovered is any opportunity that is not fully recipro- reciprocal, in other words, it doesn't bring good to everybody involved, is not from God because God is good to all. And everything that he presents in our lives to do will benefit all. There is no, uh, you lose out because I gain. That's not God's way. Wow, that is awesome. That is an awesome thought. Like I need to sit with that a second, Sean. (laughs) Like, really, I mean, that is, wow. So if if there is no benefit for for other people involved, I say no. I say I will not take on someone Hmm. else's loss, you know. Wow. However, there are definitely certain circumstances where there is, there is a non-reciprocal situation that God will put me into and say, now you change this. Hmm. You bring change because this was not Hmm. my intention for this, you know, and I, I firmly believe all, all we do with our hands, we do unto the Lord, not in unto men. And so, I also firmly believe that all inspiration that is good comes from God. So anything that's new, 
um, being introduced, let's say, into the marketplace or let's just Mm -hmm. take the Internet, for example. You know, Mm -hmm. we as human beings don't just come up with things. They're Mm -hmm. inspired thoughts from from God, from through the Holy Spirit, to make the world mm-hmm. better place. Right. However, things <laughs> can go astray, and things that are meant yeah. for good can be used for evil. And so, let's just take a, a business. You know, somebody, let's say, someone starts a business, and it's a wonderful business plan. And through the generations, that. Um, uh, let's say of a family, let's say second generation comes in and takes um, charge of this business that their parents had, you know, started for a very good reason. They really had the heart to help people. However, this new generation takes it and completely distorts what the purpose is and they don't carry the same um, moral compass, and et cetera, et cetera. And they take this business or company and and turn it around and start to do bad things with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that wasn't the original intention of whatever that was. Just like the Internet can be used for good or evil. Right. Anything that, you know, comes inspired from God can be used for good, which is its purpose, or evil, which is not. And the term um, evil doer from evil doers come evil deeds. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really interesting, powerful statement because how yes. often today do you really see or hear people in the public calling out evil? And again, yes. Where is the moral compass when it comes to good and evil? How do you determine what's good and evil? How does how does your neighbor, how does somebody mm-hmm. in local government because that's a really, really important um thing to know how to determine good from evil, how to recognize it and what do you base it on, you know? Right. I know what I base it on. I base it on what the Bible says <laughs> because exactly. that's the yes. word of God. Yes. And I'm blessed that's to have that. I'm still sitting. I'm still sitting with what you said about if it's not reciprocal, is that really from God? Because I think about going back to the scriptures that we talked about this morning with David. When you think about what it would have been for David to become king, it was a normal practice during those times that if you became king, you would immediately wipe out the previous king and all descendants so that no one would rise up against you. And David, instead of doing that, was really thinking of not only the greater good of of what the Lord had told him, but he was also thinking of his men. He was thinking of all of Israel. He was thinking of Saul's family and 
all of those descendants as well. And and in this, in First Samuel, you see the dynamics between David and Jonathan over and over and how Jonathan kept saying to David, swear to me an oath that you will protect me and my family when you become king. And at, mm-hmm. and at first I kept thinking to myself, wow, Jonathan, how very, um, what, what is the word that I'm looking for here? <laughs> you, you're covering all your bases to make sure you're taken care of. He knew that David was anointed to become the next king which he had, David had been anointed <clears throat> from a very early age. And so Dave, Jonathan knew that. But at the same time, I think it was altruistic of him. Was it really for the greater good for all of Israel? Or what was Jonathan's main goal at the time? Which I think was to take care of his family. But I just think about the weight of David's decision, and he was presented this opportunity not only once but twice. And David's own men, the second time, which is over in, um, it's in First Samuel as well, but it's in uh, twenty-six, where David is. David's men, David and his men, had gone into Saul's camp, and Abner actually said, I'll do it. I will take Saul's wife and you can be king. And David said, how can anyone do that and not be guilty? All right. He knew. He, he knew. Just because I did not do it myself, I would give the command. I'd still be guilty. Yeah, and you know, really, Chris, Christina, it goes back to Cain and Abel. And David was raised up knowing Mm -hmm. his God, knowing Mm -hmm. mistakes from, you know, his ancestors. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he knew you do not murder. It was, it was written in the Ten Commandments. Yes. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. part, that's a really, that's a really important part of our moral compass is the Ten Commandments, which aren't taught anymore. And um, so, to, to really <clears throat> apply all of this to today in our world and yes. it, it, it's uh we need to we need to know and want to know how to decipher what is good and what is evil and it's been very distorted it's been so yes. distorted in yes. our culture today it's it's just not black and white anymore to people Right. There's this horrible gap of gray foot yeah. in between good and evil. And um, I think really the public has pushed the people that are Judeo-Christians to the mm-hmm. limits, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's yeah. what we're seeing today in the world, especially mm-hmm. here in our country, and uh, generally, I would say each person's moral compass is based on what they've been parents and the adults in their lives from the time they're children, mm-hmm. you know. And it's really what what they're taught 
is right or wrong. You yeah. know, and and um I think it takes a lot of practice to come away from being brought up in a dysfunctional um morally starving home. It takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd say the first thing that we have to be aware of um, as a person who wants to change in our lives, you know, and wants to know God and wants to to be in the right and not in the wrong is mm-hmm. um, to, first of all, be aware and to care, you know? Yes, yes. And to care about how our actions affect other people. So that's kind of like a little, I would say, a place to start for anybody who isn't sure, you know, do I know right from wrong? Do I really know right from wrong? What am I basing my decisions on? And how do I, how do I change? I would say it's uh, becoming aware. And how do you become aware? It's by understanding what is good, what God says is good and evil, you know? Yes. And I think um, one of the biggest mistakes that we can make um, is making decisions that are based on emotion. Yes. And this emotion is usually going to come from fear, hurt, guilt. And and these decisions that we do based on emotion. <laughs> the decisions we do based on the emotions are are the biggest ones that are going to uh, get us in the most trouble. Right. You know. Yeah. Yes. Um, I kind of I kind of look at it like a taming of a lion that's inside of me. Yes. You know. Um, just like you were saying, you recognize. Oh my gosh, I responded horribly. Right. You, you know, and it's also being aware that that lion inside of us is always there. And, and I think the minute we think we are above making mistakes is when we, you know, we're probably farther away from where we need to be than we think, mm-hmm. you know, when we think yes. we're righteous. Because that what the Bible actually says um in Matthew 5, well, 5.27, it says, You've heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So actions actually begin as thoughts in our mind. And we mm-hmm. need to learn how to make our thoughts be obedient to yes. what is right not to be persuaded by what is wrong. Yes. And how do we do that? Again, we need to look at the Word of God, and we have to believe, and, and we don't even have to believe, because this is the truth in times in my own life, that the Word of God does not come back void. That's right. Once we read it, it goes in, and, and it's there, and it's such a powerful, powerful weapon against evil. Evil, you know, we come at us and we try to return evil for evil. Well, guess what? When we have the Word of God in us, because we've allowed it to come in, 
Mm-hmm. We're, it, we've got way better chances that the good's going to come out and we're not going to repay evil for evil. <laughs> mm, yes, yes. And it's, you know, reading the Bible or Bible verses, like what you're doing or um, any Bible verse or word of God daily, it helps me stay positive in my life and think on what's right and help me make the right decision in my life, you know? Yes, yes. So um, I think one thing that I hear a lot is people say, oh, oh, you know, but look at what Jesus did in the temple court, you know, mm-hmm. when he turned the tables mm-hmm. over and was running around with a whip, you know. What about mm-hmm. righteous, what about righteous anger? <laughs> exactly, yes. Yeah. You know, like you see an unjust thing happening to somebody that you feel, oh, they don't deserve that. Or maybe something really good happens to somebody and you think, well, I know that person and they don't deserve that goodness in their life. You know, it kind of is interesting how we choose to become a judge of things mm-hmm. where yes. God's the judge and we're really not here to judge others we're here to do what's right unto god for ourselves you know and of course be kind and loving generous other that's our commandment and love others however we are not called to be the judge or the avenger you know right that's and that's right. what it even says that in this bible verse here um in samuel it says um May the Lord judge between yes. you and me. May the Lord judge between you and me. He's he's saying to Saul, and mm-hmm. may the Lord avenge the wrongs you have done to me. Yes. You know, um and in the New Testament it, it talks about, you know, when people don't welcome you into their home and they are into their lives and, you know, they kick you out or they turn you away or they won't listen to you. Jesus said, turn around, shake the dust off your shoes and just go. That's right. No. Yes. (laughs) So I feel like I've just been going on and on. No, it's been good. What do you want to share? Well, you know, I think we've covered everything that I really felt like we needed to expound on today, Um, especially with, I mean, I know we could continue and continue and continue with that conversation about just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Um, And so you had mentioned earlier today before we got on the call that the events in our world today, just because you can doesn't mean that you should. And, and one of the world events that happened this week was uh, an artist who depicted um, a murder scene. I mean, there's no other way to say that because that's what it is. And I thought to myself, how is this okay? when I saw the picture of some, it was a celebrity who had a picture 
uh, excuse me, a fake head, and it was of our president. Yes. And I thought, how is this okay? Where did we cross the line? Because this is not, that's not art to me. Yes. That is not art. And yes. how is depicting a killing okay? Why is any of this okay? And so when you talked earlier about our moral compass and where we're going and why this even made headlines or was even allowed to be in the news, greatly disturbs me. It should never have been allowed. But because of the Internet and instant, instant news that we have now, it has probably now been shared multiple times. And this is our nation's governing head. And I do not agree with it, and I do not think that it's okay. But yeah. I do know I have prayed for her and prayed that, just prayed that she would see the bigger picture in what she portrayed and did. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't know the background be- behind it all. However, again, it's calling out evil for what it is. Yes. And I I saw the the image. I saw mm-hmm. the image that has been going around and being shown. I don't have a background story for it. I it's just seen what I've you know, right. seen on the internet and um there's two things. The first thing is when I saw it, I, the word morbid came to mind. Yes, yes. And evil. Yes. Just, just like pure evil. And, you know, I recognize and I understand that in the Bible it says we are, we are not at war with flesh, but uh, powers and principalities world okay and when i saw that i i thought how sad is it that the devil was able to persuade this woman Mm -hmm. to be the poster child for him (laughs) yes first of all second of all Candy coating evil has been going on again for for the past decade and a half, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. So when you candy coat evil and and you hide it, you know, actually they're coming out with it, but they hide it under names, you know. So calling it art, yes, is not. It's it's called evil, people. It's evil imagery. That is instilled in people's minds. Yes. And, you know, everyone has a choice to look or not look. Uh, However, this isn't something that was, hey, you know what, buy my book. And in this book, you're going to find a picture. So in a way, with today's social media, there's not a choice there for people to purchase something that someone's selling it's just coming into people's face it's in your face yes and so it's 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 evil and it doesn't make it any less evil when you call it art 
And during the election, there was a news story that came out um, from Podesto, who was Hillary Clinton's campaign manager. His name was Podesto. And Mm -hmm. some emails were leaked of his where he was invited to attend a ceremony called Spirit Cooking. Oh, yes, I saw Now, I'm not going to get into what all that is. However, what I am going to say is the response to that was the same. Okay, people, Mm -hmm. people need to understand what it was. It was called, it was called art. Oh, it's just art. Yes. No, that's evil. Mm -hmm. Evil is evil, even though it's called other names. It, it, It is evil. Um, when you are reenacting a ritual, a satanic ritual that depicts a child in the corner of a room and you're throwing blood and urine and semen at it, that's mm-hmm. not art. That's an evil ritual. Yeah. Holding a, a he- the head of our nation's president and and depicting blood and that you've beheaded him is not art. That is evil. And if you yeah. want to call it art, I'm going to tell you what kind of art it is. It's the art of war. Yes. You are starting a war and you are on the wrong side of that yes. war. Okay. Yes. So there's a war going on in this world. Hello, everybody, wake up. It's called good and evil. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. There's no in between. You're That's either right. on the, the good side or the evil side, and evil is evil. And one day, I'm not going to condemn, but one day, it's promised, Jesus is returning. Yes. And he's the judge. Yes. And yes. it, and Jesus is not coming as a baby. No, he's not. And he cannot be crucified again. He is That's coming right. as a warrior. Yes. And <clears throat> so I just, I pray right now for anyone who has a veil over their eyes that that be lifted in Jesus' name, that yes. more and more people can see their yes. eyes are opened. Yes. Uh, thank you, God. The, the great awakening awakened from the dark and, and brought into the light. Lord, thank you. And thank you, God, that all things hidden will be revealed. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Because the enemy loves darkness. The enemy mm-hmm. loves trickery. Yes. The enemy loves when you do not recognize him in your life. And so I pray right now in Jesus' name that you, anyone listening to this, recognizes, understands, knows, and turns away from evil. And that you just turn turn your face to God. He loves he loves you. You're his child and that you walk in the light with him and that no weapon formed against you, against us, 
against this nation can prosper. It will not prosper. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I know that we got into a deeper subject at the end, but I think overall our conversation is definitely about people understanding where their moral compass is at just because you can check that opportunity before you step into it. Yes. Don't sell out for money. Don't sell out for money. That's right. That's right. I really wish um, Kathy Griffin would have checked her moral compass. (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, just because you can, people doesn't mean That's right. That's right. Yes. Well, as always, Sean, it's a pleasure talking to you, and I just bless all of you that do listen in, and I pray that you have a wonderfully blessed day. You too, Christine. All right. Have a good one. Thanks again. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.